What's up, everyone? It's Kirby Porter, and welcome to another episode of Court to Corporate. We're sitting down with athletes, discussing their personal playbooks, and diving deeper into how it's translated to success and lessons outside the game and in the business world. Okay, so recruiting during the fall as an athlete goes a little something like the following. You identify the company of interest, go to career services, you check for when they're coming to campus, you're getting a little bit excited, just to find out it's in the middle of your three to five practice. But you know, it's all good, you've dealt with it before, classes are always at that time, so you work around it. You you work your application magic, you do the follow-up email, all of that, and you're able to secure a first round interview. Now, time goes by, dates are set, and just due to nature, the first round is on none other than game day. Now, from this level of detail, you may have guessed this was a personal experience, but I'm sure it feels a bit familiar to some, if not most athletes that are listening to this right now. And I'm here to say it's all good, it works itself out, I'm here speaking, I have a job, you're the guests that come on, they have a job, you know, you you find another door of opportunity to open. But scenario aside, the reality is that going through this process comes with decisions to make. Are you willing to miss a practice and potentially impact your playing time? How do you want to approach those conversations with your coach or your potential employer? What are you willing to share? Today's guest is here to deliver some truth and tactical advice based on his experience and how to navigate both your internship going into your senior year and a perspective on how he navigated his senior fall of recruiting while bouncing his senior season of football. On the show, we have Frank Toll. Frank is a great friend of mine who played football at Browning University in undergrad. Now, it was going into the summer before his senior year where he interned at the PGA Tour, and while he later identified that sports wasn't necessarily the right starting ground for his career, he leveraged what was a unique internship to differentiate himself in the consulting pack when he interviewed going into his senior year. Since then, Frank is almost a year into being an associate at EY Parthenon, and will be coming on the show today to share tips for how you can package your experiences in the interview process from pivoting into a different industry, perspective on how he navigated fall recruiting, and lastly, more about his role in consulting now and how you should be thinking about your experiences as you encounter them and equally find passion for the skill sets that come along with the process. Let's get into it. Yeah, so... um... I'm from Dallas, Texas originally, grew up playing football, running track, ended up, got, ended up getting the opportunity to continue my football career at Brown University. Um, I was a sociology major, undergrad, also um, did a little bit of philosophy stuff while I was there that I feel like impacted my, my journey. Um, and then from there, I interned at the PGA Tour and then ended up finding a home at uh, Parthenon, which is a strategy consulting um, and strategy and management consulting firm in Boston. I typically walk through the journey in order, but I want to start with the real, given honesty is your best quality. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's the verdict on consulting life? Is your day-to-day meeting the expectations and stereotypes that were previously in place before you started? Yeah, it's a, 
that's a complicated question. I think yes and no. I think yes in the fact that like it is the way people said it was and the fact that like it there are very intense moments, there are long hours. Um and there's some of the stuff that I wanted as far as like the brainstorming sessions and getting to think creatively. I think I only reason I say no is because I didn't really know what consulting was going in, so it's hard to say whether or not it met my expectations. I don't think I really had a, a mm. good one. Um, unclear if I still know what consulting is. So <laughs> does anyone? <laughs> it's a it's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know if I can say how whether it met my expectation, but I think it it definitely is the way they presented it. Um, and so, like, from that perspective, like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Often in, in especially in your undergrad environment, finance and consulting are easy, easy ways, not, not that they're easy, but to yeah. set paths on the way out. And I say that just to genuinely understand your incentive to start in the industry. For you, was it, there's a set path in place, I see people do it, I know what they get out of it, or was there more to it for you? Yeah, um... So I think the reason a lot of people end up going into consulting and like eye banking is because it like doesn't close any doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like if you go work go to you know go to DC or work for the government, like there's a tendency for people to say like this person does like government work or so on and so forth. And I think if you become a banker or a consultant from there, you can still go into industry and kind of any industry. Mm-hmm. So it lends itself to people who don't necessarily know what they want to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I didn't feel like it was really a natural next step. Like, I didn't have a quantitative background, um, so I, like, encountered a lot of challenges from that perspective. Like, companies say that they really enjoy athletes, but, like, structurally, the process is not tailored towards athletes. <laughs> so, like, I, there were a lot of situations where it really wasn't a natural path for me, but, like, it was, you know, I, I wanted to... I wanted to like work hard while I was younger, so that way later on the thought would be either you'll make a lot of money or you can work less. So from like that was more what I was thinking about yeah. than like all my friends are doing it. I don't think I, I don't even have any friends hmm. I think from undergrad that are doing consulting. Yeah. But that was more my thought than like it's the you know the next step on the trail kind of thing. That makes sense, and I think that kind of speaks to the next question too in terms of how we frame passion or what we need to pursue I think there's two ways first it's like I'm passionate about pursuing a career in sports or music specifically but do you think that there's equally space to be passionate about the function or the process by which you get there does that does that resonate with you at all um, I mean so I I don't know that I necessarily have a, like an industry vertical that I'm passionate about or mm-hmm. like I want to end up you know doing like artwork or I want to end up working for working in sports or something like that so I I think I guess I've exclusively focused on the second part of like I know that by the time I reach a certain age I want to have these skill sets like I want to Mm -hmm. not have these questions on my resume I want to have the type of background that people won't question so I've I guess to answer your question I've been passionate about that part so it's possible um and you kind of have to because like the day to day, like there are days that are not fun. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Excel is a cool program. It is not that cool in the middle of the night. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're, you're gonna have to be passionate about developing yourself and like uh, turning yourself into an asset if you're gonna be if you're gonna make it through like the long hours and like the intense moments. So, I do want to speak tactically about your process, your senior fall, but first, um, just speaking on 
passion points before you got into consulting. You did an internship in sports yep. with the PGA Tour. So tell us about that. Um, I thought the tour was great. I loved it. It's a great organization. I've met a ton of people. The connections from the tour set me up to do consulting. Um, I was in corporate partnerships division, so it was a lot of like, functionally, it was like you would source, you would check out candidates who like who can even afford to do this type of thing. Yeah. What's a natural fit for what tournament? Then you would go through the client acquisition um, process of like bringing them in, showing them the the course and going to dinner and, and, and then you'd make your pitch. So I, I thought all that was super cool. I love meeting with clients, love being involved with creating the materials and stuff like that. Um, it like wasn't where I felt like I should be immediately after undergrad, but um, I really enjoyed the internship. Did you want to pursue before that, before yeah. going into that summer, did you think that you wanted to pursue a career in sports? And what about that experience changed your perspective after? So before going into that internship, I never, I hadn't given it a ton of thought. I thought that sports or maybe like a Nike or Jordan or something would be a natural fit just because I've played sports my whole life. The reason I followed the tour, one of my like peer mentors, um, that's a year above me, did the internship before mm -hmm. me. And he was just like, it's one of those things that changes, it opens doors and like, People see a lot of, you know, XYZ financial services firm or whatever on their resume and you kind of are just one of a bunch of resumes, but it's one of those internships that people go like, oh, that's actually really cool. And like, they remember you from that. So that mm -hmm. was why I did it. I see. Uh, once I was there though, I realized that sports is a passion business and like a lot of people who do it, do it because they genuinely love sports, which what that translates into is there's way more demand than there are spots. So like... There are people who will literally do this for free, so they're not gonna pay you, you know, four and five times what your what you know market rate is. They're gonna pay you as little as they have to because, the, like, there are a bunch of qualified and talented people that would do this just to say they're a part of you know I'm from Texas, just say they're a part of the Dallas Cowboys. There are people who will yeah. work there for free, um, and so for me, I was focused more on like I had a mentor that told me that. In the early parts of your career, you need to focus on boosting your salary, <laughs> and then you lateral to what you really want to do because people will match. So I think that's where, that's why I didn't want to go immediately to the tour. Um, I've spoken to them, and there are like opportunities that maybe at some point I'd come back. Um, but I felt like starting there out of undergrad, I I wouldn't enjoy where they would base me salary wise. Tell us about your process of redirecting then when you got back to campus, your senior fall. You mentioned the, yeah. the structural process of recruiting is not curtailed to athletes in our yeah. schedules. Um, recruiting events at 5 p.m. in the middle of practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, can you just tactically walk us through your steps to, to get your full-time role? Yeah, so going back even one more season. So my sophomore year, I was injured, missed my entire season. And then my junior year, um, I got moved to defense. And I had never played, never really played defense before, and I was learning the position, all that type of stuff. And that, I say that to say, so going into my senior year, I had to make a decision of, do you want to give everything you have to having one, really one real season as a corner? Like, I got a couple reps as a junior, but, like, one real season as a corner, or do you want to focus on pretty much, say, 
we'll see what comes of this, but I'm going to focus on what's going to happen after football. Because, like, the chances of me getting enough interceptions to go to the league this season are probably slim. <laughs> um, so, Let's keep it real. Yeah. So, it's like, also, I play corner. If you are playing that well, they just going to throw it to the other side of the field. So, um, the last two or three weeks of my junior of my internship at the tour, my manager was an ex-Bain consultant, and he was like, I think you'd be really good at this. I think you'd like it, and you'll learn a ton. If you want to do this, let me know. So I had coffee with him, and he gave me a bunch of study books and materials and was like, these interviews are going to start right when you get back to school. Networking should have happened two months ago, but you can do it. Here are the people you need to call. This is what you need to say. Um, and you need to build those relationships like now. So I spent the last couple of weeks of my internship practicing, learning how to do the case, mm-hmm. working on my mental math. You don't do a ton of math in SOCH. Um, I skipped over most of the numbers parts of the reports in SOCH uh, <laughs> to the conclusion. So a lot of time sharpening up there. Um, and then when I got back to school and during football camp, like it helped that I was a senior, so I kind of knew the plays anyway. But like in camp, I would like do case interviews in the back of like the film room because I was wow. like, I fucked up. I don't really care that much. Like it, either I did well or I didn't. But like whatever my coach is about to critique me on in this film, this is my last season of football, regardless. So like I would listen, but mainly I would be like reading consulting books or like doing case interviews because we had our two weeks at camp, and then that first week of real season was interviews. Mm-hmm. So then there were some uncomfortable conversations with our coaches of like, hey, I need to fly to Atlanta on Tuesday for an interview with McKenzie. And he'd be like, Atlanta's our biggest, I mean, Tuesday's our biggest day for practice. So if you're not there, I can't guarantee you'll play. And I was like, so I get back on Thursday. (laughs) I don't know how you want this to play out, but I wasn't asking. I was letting you know I will not be at practice Tuesday or Wednesday, and we can handle the rest of this on Thursday. So, I, you know, I had to narrow it down. Like, I know some people get to go to every recruiting event and interview at every firm, which I would encourage you to do. I picked four firms, and I said, I'm just going to have to knock it out the park at one of these mm-hmm. because it's, I can't miss every day of the week. Um, and I was lucky that Parthenon, it went well. I made great relationships, and they, they wrapped up their process pretty quickly so I could get back to the rest, like, the second half of the season. I could focus more and be done with that, but, like, it is tough to do it during the fall. And, like, they're accommodative to a point, but also they do super days. And if you can't make that day, like, that's when they interview everyone. Did you miss the super day? Um, no, I never missed one. But, like, I think if I, like, if I was still playing offense and I was, like, having, like, the, my the senior season I think most college athletes want to have, that would have been a much tougher decision to make. Like, mm-hmm if this is your last season and you're like killing it, are you going to risk like getting benched because you didn't, you don't know the game plan this week or like, you know, you get out there and you don't really know the schemes this week. Cause like you're not watching film, like you're studying or you're interviewing and stuff. So yeah. like, it's a really tough decision to make and you end up kind of not being that good at either one. Honestly, like I probably wasn't as sharp as I should have been. I can remember an interview that I completely botched because I was trying to still like look at plays and stuff on the flight mm-hmm. and then I just got flustered and blew that case <laughs> it did not go well um and so you end up like making mistakes on and off the field trying to do both so yeah. it's like I don't know it's not a great process but I mean you can do what you gotta do yeah so 
I mean, your previous experiences didn't necessarily align with consulting. Um, Can you share what you felt was effective in terms of packaging your experiences that you had done to date to differentiate yourself? Yeah, I think so. I think especially being on the other side of it now, the number one thing to remember is no one at all knows what they're doing. So like it's like less important to have consulting or banking experience than you would think. Mm -hmm. And so I think what the most important thing you can do, like you're 21 years old. Like you don't really know how to do anything. It's just making sure that things seem thoughtful and you can draw the connection to like, even I've had interviewers that were really understanding to like, hey, I did this internship, decided I didn't like this. So that's why I transitioned to yeah. do X, Y, Z. I think as long as you, it doesn't look like you just worked wherever it would take you. Like as long as you can show that you put some thought into like this step and that step or like I gain these skills here and then I use those skills at the next place, yeah. like that's how you that's how you sell it. Like you can spin anything. Anything. Yeah. Um, something we've even discussed is carrying the mentality over and especially for you in, in such a rigorous industry. I know this sounds corny, but sometimes I will literally catch myself if it's a crazy time, like saying our like one more slogans that we had on yep. HWBB, like ours when I was an underclassman was like dig in, yep. right? And, like, it sounds corny, but, like, that's what gets my mind right, and that's what pushes me through. Beyond slogans, um, being in an environment like consulting, what's the most effective way of thinking or framework of thinking that has carried over for you full-time? A short-term memory, honestly. Like, playing corner anyway, but definitely being a new corner, you make a lot of mistakes. (laughs) And I think that applies to every position that's just in every sport. That's just the one I know the best. And so in consulting, like you'll get on the phone, there's 10 bankers, there's eight PE guys, and they're flipping, they're flipping through this 130 page deck you sent them looking for mistakes. And there are going to be times when they flip to your slide, like these numbers look wrong and your manager's going to look at you like, yeah, you fucked up. And it's like, I did my best. Like I did. What do you want to do about it? And like, I think, a lot of people get shook by that, um, especially people that like are in these situations probably haven't failed a ton. Like, you have to have a strong GPA, have to go to strong school, which like, by definition means you haven't really experienced failure a lot. But like, I know I, I felt a lot last week, for example. <laughs> and it's just like, I know I used to return punts. Like, it's a bad bounce. Like, I thought, I thought the ball was gonna bounce differently. It didn't. Like, oh well. Like. What you fix it? <laughs> like what you want to do, you know? And so I think that helps though. Like it helps you not get too down. Like at the end of the day, you gave it what you had, you made a mistake. All right, we'll fix it. I'll try not to let it happen again. But like that that came from years and years of messing up on film, mess like, you know, messing up on and off the field, honestly. <laughs> and like just realizing like, hey, if you gave it your best, sometimes shit just still goes wrong. Shake the, shake it off. There's another play. It's a long game. We got to finish this thing out. Even if we're getting beat by 40, we got to finish this thing. We don't get to just stop here. So that's that's been the biggest thing for me. It's just like bad stuff's going to happen. Just give it you can. Finish the game out. You know, finish the race out. And then there's, there's going to be another one. You'll be all right. I'd love to finish with how you maintain perspective in terms of approaching your career. Um, how are you ensuring that you're equally valuing the journey and process along the way, roll by roll? Uh, that's a good question. I think like it helps for me that like, which kind of leads to the last question. Like I can tell I'm still learning a lot. Like even whenever you do make mistakes and you do like have low points. 
like you could you you feel yourself getting better you still like i can tell i'm developing the skill set that i came into it wanting to develop like way better with like you know, using excel and like doing math and thinking through business problems um than i was when i started so like i think that's helpful knowing that like if I leave here and do something else, I can be a value add. Like, yeah. it's not gonna be just like, well, I'll show up every day and I'll work hard. It's like, but yeah, but I also like, I can improve your process. Like, I I can see that you're not doing this the most efficient way because I've done a couple cases like this and this is the better way to do it. So I think that helps put things in perspective that you can feel yourself becoming just more of an asset, um, more efficient. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. As always, please let us know in the review section your thoughts and any topics you'd like to hear discussed. We'd love for you to join us on Instagram and LinkedIn to stay in the know and keep up to date with our community. The information for both of those handles will be in the episode description. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed and we'll be back for another one soon.